What is necessary to understand is that there is a spiritual war for all souls going on right now. And there is an evil master that wants control over our lives, but for eternal perdition and destruction. But the Lord wants to be our master for good and for eternal life. At some point, a definitive choice must be made between the Lord and Satan, between eternal life and sin. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. In today's message, we'll be talking about persecution, tribulation, and glory. Outside of the regular challenges that can be encountered in this world and the natural consequences of sin, a follower of Jesus Christ may also experience persecution and tribulation, ironically enough, because of trying to do what is right before God. There is a price for following Jesus Christ, but we do have God's glory to look forward to if we remain faithful to Him despite dire circumstances. Today's message is inspired on the epistle of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, Mighty God, Creator of heaven and earth, May you be praised and exalted forever and ever, O Lord God. For you are worthy to be praised and worthy to be exalted, O Lord, for there is no one like you. Thank you, O Lord, for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your Son, Jesus Christ, for his sacrifice. Thank you for your word and for your Holy Spirit, O God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you truly care about us and love us and want to do great things in each and every one of our lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, that you may please always forgive my sins. I rely on your mercy and on your grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O Lord, for the guidance of your Holy Spirit. I pray, O Lord, for ease of words, O Lord, and above everything that we might be able to understand that what you're trying to tell us. I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord, and to you be all the honor and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's key passage is from the epistle of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. This is the word of the Lord. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other so that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you, and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels." In flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe, because our testimony among you was believed. Therefore, we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ 
may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Persecution and tribulation are things that every Christian will face at some point. It is unavoidable. Now, before we get into the reason of why it happens, it is important to understand that we should not go looking for it, either because there are those that do not behave wisely and bring upon themselves something that is not necessarily persecution or tribulation, but rather consequences for bad decisions and or character flaws. There are those people that for some reason feel the need to be weird or overtly religious or self-righteous and even obnoxious. Again, if things go wrong because of that, then that is something else. The Lord does give us this directive through Romans where he says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And so our character and mode of operation, if you will, should be to try as best as possible to be at peace with people, not to stir up confrontation, not to be irritating and annoying, and avoid being weird for no good reason. Nonetheless, why does a Christian, despite trying to live peaceably with all men, still may suffer persecution and tribulation? The world is at odds with God. The world right now is under Satan's dominion. In general, if a person is not subject to the Lord's authority, then they are under carnal and demonic influence and both lead into corruption and eternal destruction. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 tells us this, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Those are the influences of the world. These things are what exercise authority over all people that have not surrendered their lives to the Lord. It's unpleasant to think that, but that's the truth. When we have not given our lives over to the Lord, we are by default children of wrath, according to the Bible. John chapter 15, verse 18 to 20, gives us even more insight as it is written. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world will love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they kept my word, they will keep yours also. Now the root of the hatred is because again, there are complete opposing sides. And by virtue that these are completely opposing sides, then there are completely different values. God's values are different and contrary to the world. God's goals are completely different to the world's goals. And so at some point, there is a collision. Sooner or later, if there are people that are too set in their rebellion against God, if they are unwilling to be influenced by the Lord somehow, there will be a confrontation. At some point, there will be an unavoidable fork in the road. It's only natural. Luke chapter 16, verse 13 tells us this, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is mammon? It's material wealth. This does not strictly involve money alone. We need to remember that we live in a material world. So mammon can also refer to anything that exists in this world. And Satan's main tool to lure away people from God and exercise his influence over them is the material world. The things that exist here and now. Anything that exists in this world is material. Even you and I are material because of our physical existence. Now, money within itself 
is not bad or evil. Money is actually necessary in this world in order to subsist. If you doubt that, you should consider that even Jesus paid taxes, and you can only pay taxes with some sort of material possession. So we may disagree or be upset about certain things in government and needing to pay the system, but the Son of God himself paid taxes. And he also did say to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to give God what is God's. Relationships within themselves are not evil either. Every human being needs to have a healthy connection with others. The Bible even teaches us that when we come to Christ, we gain a spiritual family. And that is necessary to be as close as possible to that spiritual family. But within all of that, God always needs to be first. God needs to be our master. Jesus needs to be our Lord. We cannot become a slave to anything else. We can acquire things. We need to dedicate time to material things. We even need to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. But nothing material in this world should become our master. We cannot become the slave to anything or anyone in the sense that something or someone outside of God dictates all things in our lives. That's the main reason for the animosity between those that follow Jesus and those that follow the world system. Now, Jesus told us that this would happen, and not only that, but that we would be rewarded for this hardship if we endure it, if we don't give in and turn away from faith in him. Matthew chapter 5 says this, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What is necessary to understand is that there is a spiritual war for all souls going on right now. And there is an evil master that wants control over our lives, but for eternal perdition and destruction. But the Lord wants to be our master for good and for eternal life. At some point, a definitive choice must be made between the Lord and Satan, between eternal life and sin. But if there is indecision, God will finish making that decision for you. A person is allowed only a certain period of time to make a definitive decision for Christ. And of course, only God knows how long that is. And it is quite certain that only God knows what that is because God is the one that decides the length of the opportunity. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 16 tells us this, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. When a person tries to straddle the fence, if you will, for too long, then God may step in and allow for circumstances to rise that push them over to the other side. We need to understand that God is love and that he is merciful and gracious in ways that are very hard for us to fathom, but nonetheless, he is also a holy and mighty God. God calls, but he is not going to beg. Jesus Christ already humbled himself to the point of dying and paying for the sins of the entire human race, past, present, and future. But he is not going any further, nor doing any more than that, and least of all, sacrificing anything else. He is worthy. God is worthy. God does not need to prove himself to anyone because he is who he is. And so, how can persecution and tribulation happen? 
When we stand up for the Lord, when we try to uphold what is right and acceptable before Him, when we ultimately try to follow Him, that's when it happens. The world says, live for yourself, do whatever makes you happy. But the Lord says, you must deny yourself. The world says, don't worry about tomorrow, you need to live for today. But the Lord says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The world says, fight for your own life, make yourself happy. But the Lord says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Do you see that there are extremely different approaches and or sentiments between the Lord and the world? This is ultimately the bottom line and the difference between both. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. That's the extreme polarity between both. God is all good and Satan is all evil. The flesh renders corruption and the spirit yields everlasting life. The Lord Jesus Christ is life and sin is death and there is no changing either. Now, that's the ugly part. Yes, we will experience persecution and tribulation at some point because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and following the Lord faithfully may even cost us material loss, relationships, and even our own physical lives here and now as we can read through the pages of the Bible how the prophets were persecuted and how the apostles and disciples of Jesus Christ perish for their faith in Christ. But what do we gain through Jesus Christ when we sacrifice the here and now for him? Glory, more exactly, eternal glory, immortality, eternal life, eternal rewards. We gain things that we are not even capable of imagining. Here are some of the examples of the Bible speaks of. In 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 2 Timothy chapter 2 says, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. In James chapter 1 verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And Revelation 21 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. 
I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And there are many, many more promises that God makes to those of us who remain in him, who endure the hardships of this world, who ultimately love the Lord above all things, including their own lives. And as we just read, God told John, write, for these words are true and faithful. It's going to happen. It's a reality that will manifest itself in due time. And just as all things subsist and exist through him, and we experience them daily, his promises will also be fulfilled. God does just as he promises. There is no other being more faithful than the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the sacrifice of the cross to look to as a testament to his love and his faithfulness. No one is like the Lord. As believers and followers of Jesus Christ, we have literally everything to gain and nothing of significance or substance to lose, especially if you compare one to the other. This temporary world and everything in it are no match to eternity and the whole new everlasting universe the Lord offers us. It is hard to imagine it, but we know that it's there and whatever he gives those that love him will be incredible and will be forever. Nothing in this world lasts forever. Nothing in the material world can endure the test of time. Only God is eternal. The Lord is the beginning of all things. The Lord is here and now, and the Lord will be for all time. He is the only constant, and He loves us. He loves you and me. The Bible says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? It is understandable that it is difficult to go through hardship, through persecution and tribulation, but we must always bear in mind, looking towards the future, that God has unimaginable things waiting for us, and it's just a matter of time. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away, says the Lord. I am who I am, says the Lord. We can trust and rely on the faithfulness of the I am. I challenge you today to put all of your faith and trust and love on the Lord Jesus Christ so that no matter what happens here and now, that you can rest assured that your eternity, your immortality, and your reward is safe in God's hands. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, for your promises, Lord. Thank you, O Lord, that you are not a man to lie, but that you are God, the one true God, the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one that was and is and is to come. Heavenly Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you have great things for those that love you. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we know that we may live through persecution and tribulation. We know that we may have hard times, O oh Lord, on this earth because we stand up for you. But we know, Lord God, through and through, that your promises are true and that they are there waiting, just waiting for us to just receive them through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, for the sacrifice of the cross. Thank you, O Lord, for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you that because of through those things, O Lord, is that we have eternal life, eternal reward. 
Help us, O Lord, to be able to run the race with endurance. Help us, O Lord God, to be able to deal with persecution and tribulation and not to fall and not to give in, but to stand up for what is right, to stand up for you, Lord God, knowing that you are faithful, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes Store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.